Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey, hey, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to podcast number three. Today, we're going to talk about caring for your habits so that they can care for you. So whether you're listening to this on the weekend or during the week or in the summer or during the winter, it all applies or it all works, I should say. So let's break down the word care. We're going to take the C and think about making a habit that we would like to add into our lives, perhaps on a on a daily basis. Again, thinking about your next chapter, thinking about your self-care. What type of new habit would you like to bring into your life or have it to be more consistent? So again, on that note, we're going to come back to the C in caring for your habit. So the C stands for making your habit convenient. I know that very often you would look at that and say, wouldn't the C be consistent? And what happens is that when you first make this new habit that you would like to have in place or have on a daily basis or more often during the week or just during a particular season, when you make it convenient first, it will become more consistent. Okay, so that is the C. The A in care is appealing. So making this new habit appealing, something that you want to do because it makes you feel good, the environment around you is wonderful, the sights, the sounds, the smells, all of that. Okay, so that is the A. The R is results focused, meaning that as you add in a new habit, it becomes really helpful to focus on the result of going out for that walk, doing that meditation, whatever you're adding in when you notice, first and foremost, giving yourself a pat on the back because you have actually done it. But then when you notice how you feel afterwards, then focusing on the results of that habit, because again, we're not necessarily doing a particular habit like meditating to become a better meditator or walking to become a better walker, we're doing the habit to get a particular result in our life. So we might be walking because we want to relieve some stress. We want to increase our, our cardiovascular fitness. We want to reduce stiffness, add some strength um, component into our lives. From a meditation standpoint, again, we might be wanting to feel more relaxed, to feel more in control, to have a better sleep. So again, the habit that we're doing is not for the actual habit. It is for the results of the habit. So as we focus on the results, we become motivated to do that particular activity or that particular habit again. So that is the R. The E is for easy. Now, 
Some habits are not easy to put in place, and especially on a daily basis, but some component of the habit will be easy. So what I'm suggesting with that concept of easy is that we break down the habit into easy chunks, easy steps, so that it actually does become easier. But if we look at that whole habit, sometimes it seems very daunting to add it into our lives on a daily basis. But again, we make it easier. So that is the care, caring for our habits so that they care for us. So I know it's really helpful. Well, for me anyways, I always like to have an an example. So when it is just there in our brains and we're thinking about it, that is, let's say, phase one. Phase two is to go, okay, I'm going to think now about this concept of care and I'm going to relate it to a particular habit. Now, step three or phase three of that is actually to write it down because that again will, let's say, ingrain it into your brain even more and increase the chance that you're going to continue with it. Phase one is just thinking about that that concept of making the habit that you want to add into your life, making it convenient, making it appealing, making it results focused and easy or easier. So it is the summer right now, but this can be happening in the winter as well. You could be, uh, it could be that you like to walk in the winter, but for many of us, walking tends to be a little bit more of a summer activity, but this can apply to kayaking, to biking, to skiing, to snowshoeing, same concept. So when you think about, let's say we'd like to add in a daily walking habit, then we are thinking about how to make it convenient. So when you're thinking about convenient, you think about first of all, the time of day. And again, as we've talked about before in this podcast, it does depend sometimes season to season. But if you are thinking about walking in the morning, for example, the benefit of walking in the morning is that in general, it and this is research proven, that it will tend to happen. Other things won't get in the way of your walk when you walk at a similar time in the morning. So that makes it again convenient, which ends up making it more consistent. So convenient as well applies to where you are walking. So not just the time, but I am going to just give a shout out for an evening walk in the summer as well when it's a little bit cooler and we have light for a little bit longer and it is a de-stressor as well. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with walking in the morning and the evening. That it's ideal actually, it really, really is ideal. So I also get the question of how long. So I generally say in terms of a walk that you wanna aim for at least 30 minutes. And if you wanna break that up, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night, or 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, that is fantastic. But, and I'm jumping ahead to easy, but if you put morning and evening walks for 30 minutes and you're not a daily walker, that is not easy. (laughs) So I have gone ahead a little bit. I'm gonna say, come back, just uh, just make it convenient to start. Is it in the morning? Now, the other part of convenience is, are you just walking out the door? So that is the most convenient, but that actually depends on where you live. 
So if you live on a busy street, if you um, live out in the country and there it, it's gravel and it's actually a busy road as well and it, it doesn't work for walking out your door. Okay, so then you are looking at convenience being, okay, where is the closest next place that I can, that I can go for a walk? And you are at the beginning for sure. You might be exploring, depends on your personality a little bit. There is nothing wrong with doing the, let's say, going to the same place. And that is the way that we start with convenience. We don't add variety in, I'm going to suggest anyways, until there is a habit set. Because if you head out one day and you're going, okay, so I'm gonna, you know, go out to this uh, to this area in in the bush, and the next day I'm gonna go down to the boardwalk, and the next day I'm gonna go out to the trail. That is again wonderful. That's lots of variety that challenges your body in different ways, your mind in different ways, but it also adds in that concept of decision making. Where am I going to go? What's going on with the bugs, the bears, right? The weather, all of that stuff. So convenience means that it's going to happen more often and it's easier, at least at the beginning. So you're thinking about the time of day you're thinking about, so there's your when, and you're thinking about where. So those are the top things that end up making it more convenient. When you look at the A in care, making your your daily walking habit more appealing, then there are a few things that come into play. And just what I talked about actually in terms of appealing, so if going down to the boardwalk is convenient for you and it's more appealing and I'm talking about myself here actually because the boardwalk for us heading down for a walk is not too far and it is more appealing than walking around the streets. We don't have sidewalks here for example so it's actually safer down at the boardwalk. We have the water, we have the trees, we have the park benches that people have lovingly put gardens around. It is absolutely beautiful down there. And so that makes it more appealing. So you can think about your uh, your surroundings. For some of you, you would love to go out on, on a trail. So you notice what makes you want to head out there? What is makes you feel good physically, mentally, emotionally with this walk? Again, not to change it up too much at the beginning, but you are also finding a place that is working for you. Okay, so appealing also means you don't want to head out the door and feel as you are trying to find your running shoes. So that is actually part of making it convenient as well. You have your same walking shoes or running shoes and you have similar clothing that you head out that you're comfortable with. And that actually ends up, sometimes for me, it ends up being very similar clothing. So it depends how on, you know, how hot it is. And if you're into a, a full out walk and you're sweating and all of that. And, and yes, you perhaps then are washing a little bit more or changing up your walking clothing a little bit more. But part of making it appealing is once you find that pair of socks, 
the shoes, the walking shorts, even the t-shirt, the top, even the, let's say if you have a light jacket that you have and it works well for you and you are not searching for things and you are not having to make a decision around what I need to wear. That is, those are barriers that stop us from heading out the door and it makes it appealing. Oh, I actually feel really good in this. I can breathe in this. These shoes are really comfortable. Okay, so that is the appealing aspect of your walk. So we have made it convenient, we've made it appealing. And then when we look at the concept of results-based, for sure we're noticing how we feel during the walk, okay, after the walk, perhaps even the sleep we have at night. And I know you're thinking, how does a walk in the morning relate to a our sleep at night and that is an absolute given. The activity that we do first thing in the morning, the way, especially if we're outside and the light hitting our eyes, the relationship between that serotonin increasing at that time, the relationship between serotonin and melatonin then happens throughout the day and melatonin increasing before you're going to bed, that's all results. That's all, oh, actually, I haven't got out for my walk for a couple of days because it's been rainy and cold. I'm actually not sleeping as well. So it's not just the, let's say the physical activity part of it, but it is the outside part of it. So it is the light on your eyes. It is the physical movement as well because that can help from everything from just decreasing the stress in our body to having our joints moving. So that is all wonderful as well. So it's not literally even in the moment of being out on your walk. But if you are wanting to feel the results of it right in your walk, you do, you do a mindfulness meditation. You look at the trees, you look at the flowers, you notice your breath, you feel proud for getting yourself out for a walk. Because I'm gonna say, it's not always easy. As much as we say, oh, it's easy, just go out the door for a walk. I'm here to tell you, there's a few things that need to line up to do this. So I'm really careful not to beat myself up on this or when clients talk about this, I just can't get out the door. I know it's so simple to do, but I can't do it. There are a few things that need to line up in terms of us, for us to care for this walking habit. So in terms of results-based, again, you're noticing. How are you feeling in the moment? How are you feeling after your walk? How are you feeling uh, later on in the day, your energy throughout the day? And yes, you are. So you're thinking, well, what do I compare it to? You are actually comparing it to the days that you don't walk. Because you may not be walking seven days. You may, but I think the most telling is when it gets rainy and cold and dark and we are not outside. I know for myself, we have a, uh, you hear, you'll hear me talking about jammers in this podcast. She's a little terrier and she barks at us and we also are, it is an evening walk for, um, for us because that's where we are in our schedule. I normally get out at other, some other time of the day as well, but there is always that uh, evening walk based on our dog barking at us. As soon as the dishwasher goes click, she is at our heels, let's go. So again, it depends. When is it convenient? How are you making it appealing? What are the results? And that leaves us now with the E for easy. So as I said at the beginning of this, you don't want to set a 30 minute walk in the morning and a 30 minute walk at night if you're not a daily walker. 
I would suggest if you're not walking right now or biking or whatever you're doing, I would actually even set the timer for 10 minutes. Just get yourself out or just say to yourself, I'm just going out, I'm just gonna go around the block or I'm just gonna go out for 10 minutes. Now you know as, as well as I do that you will probably walk longer. But if you tell your brain, I'm just going out for 10 minutes, then it gets us out the door easier. And in fact, you do wanna ease into this. If you are not walking on a daily basis, again, you wanna do some light stretches before, uh, before you head out, at least get your ankles and your feet moving a little bit, get your shoulders moving a little bit, start slowly in and ease into it. So that's another reason to just, um, to go a little bit easier and you will get the benefits. That's the other thing I hear sometimes, well, what's the use of going out for 10 minutes? Oh my gosh, you will notice, and here's the thing, if you do go out for 10 minutes, I'd like you to notice the results when you come back. It's amazing, a 10 minute walk. I'm gonna even venture to say a five minute walk. If you just go out and you go around your yard a few times, you're going to feel the benefit. We actually talk about that in the winter with our with our snowshoeing. So I'm so excited to, to move into this too in the winter months because we can do a snowshoeing track in our backyard and we go around with our snowshoes or our boots. It depends on where you are and how much snow you get, but you are going to benefit. So that is how to make things easy. Okay, You're, you can it, definitely, if you write it down and you have it in your calendar, it, it, it does make it easier. It, it does help you uh, keep it in your brain as a priority for sure, no question. How to care for your walking habit. Now you can apply this to any habit. You can apply this to wanting a daily meditation habit. You can actually reverse this to um, change a habit to get rid of a habit. You make it less convenient, less appealing. You notice when you're not doing it that you're perhaps feeling better and you make it easier to get rid of that habit. So that could happen, let's say, for a uh, late night snacking habit. Now, I'm, when, I, when I say late night, I'm meaning I'm actually not opposed to uh, like a, a snack at, depending on, again, this is the importance of habits and routines, right? So important in terms of when you are eating your, your dinner and then when you're having your last, let's say, if that's it and you're not having any snacks after that and going to bed, don't be changing that because that is working for you. The only way that we're looking at our habits in terms of changing, I would say, is if they're not working for you. So if you normally have supper, let's say around five, and then you have your last snack, let's say by eight, and you're in bed by, uh, by 10. So that is, not, um, that is not a late night snacking habit. But it also depends on, you might say, I am having a snack, but I wanna change what I am snacking on. Let's say it's seven or eight o'clock. So you make it less convenient. So if you have a snack that you don't want, you have chocolate chip cookies in there, you don't want, you know. We don't have it in the house. We don't have it for guests. We don't have it for special occasions. We just make it less convenient or we put it high up in the cupboard or we put it in the cupboard in the basement, however you play with that. It, it, it's true, this is the way our, our brain works. So it does make sense. Now, so you make it less convenient, you make it less appealing and convenience and appealing goes together on that. You notice 
right? That, oh, I'm not having that, that snack. I actually, I'm actually sleeping a little bit better. And or when you look at E in the care, easy, you can make a transition as well. So let's say it is a, you know, a chocolate brownie or a chocolate chip cookie, or it's just, it's just something that, that doesn't work for you right now. You just want to change it. Then you can look at it and say, well, from a habit perspective, I'd still like something right here. So I'm just going to change it up a little bit. So if it, I remember years ago with a client saying she had um, one of those chocolate pudding cups. She wanted to change that. I don't want to have that at eight o'clock, but it, they're always in my fridge and I'm always craving them. So we actually switched to a yogurt with little chocolate, just dark chocolate. Actually, it might not, not have been dark chocolate at that time. It was That was how long ago it was. But chocolate chips in the yogurt. And so you get the creaminess. So we're not changing things. We're making this an easy change. So the pudding is creamy. The yogurt is creamy. The chocolate pudding, what the flavoring in there, we've put to the chocolate chips, which is less. And so we played with that. So we kind of made that easier transition. And sometimes it actually is the texture. Sometimes it's because you're having that particular snack because it's associated with a, a show that you're watching at eight o'clock. So there's, we go into default mode. I mean, that's what we do with our habits. That's how our brain keeps itself from getting worn out. <laughs> These habits are automatic. So sometimes they work for us, but sometimes this automatic aspect works, yeah, not in our best interest for our future self, let's say. But when we are aware, when we consciously go, when am I having this? Why am I having this? And can I reverse this by applying the care principle to it? Then yes, you can. It's like amazing when you realize the power that you have because we always think, oh, it's a craving. I don't have a I don't have power over this craving. Well, it's a habit. It's a brain hack. And yes, you do. And you also have, let's say, the ability to say, yeah, that's fine. I'm good with I'm good with this. It doesn't it doesn't affect me. I'm enjoying it. And so right on. So all of that absolutely applies. So you can do uh, your care principle to habits you want to add in and to habits that you want to reverse. So it's, and again, it's lots of fun to play with that. Now I'm gonna put in my show notes there. I do actually have this written out in chart form where you can take a habit that you want to put into place and you can go through this process because it does actually help to write it down for sure. It, it puts it in our brain a little bit more, keeps it front and center. So I'll have that in, the, in, my, share, uh, in my show notes, sorry, where that, uh, where that chart is and you can go ahead and play with that. So for something to think about as I leave you with this podcast, it is thinking about a habit that you might want to put in place and just start to play with this concept of making your habit convenient, appealing, results-based, and just a little bit easier. So from here until next time, keep being you. You are amazing and nobody else does you better than you. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, 
Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.